This is the best of daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information, go to believerstogether.com. Are there times when we should not obey the government? Of course, we know we can never allow the government to force us to disobey God. Jesus and his apostles never disobeyed the government for personal reasons. When they disobeyed, it was in order to follow a higher loyalty to God. Their disobedience was not cheap either. They were threatened, beaten, thrown into jail, tortured, even executed ultimately for their convictions. And like them, if we are compelled to disobey, we must be ready to accept the consequences and to know that we are doing so for right reasons. Verse 1 of chapter 13 says, Let every soul be in subjection to the higher authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those who exist are ordained by God. Verse 2, Therefore, he who resists the authority withstands the ordinances of God, and those who withstand will receive to themselves judgment. See, there's a move these days within the evangelical world to embrace something we know of as dominion theology. Dominion theology is not only unbiblical, but actually wholly misdirected. And, but just by saying that, I'm sure I can make some people, some listeners today, just bristle. But the reality is that there is no scriptural grounds for forcing godly principles through political means. Scripture tells us that the heart of man is desperately wicked, Jeremiah 17, 9. And it also says that we essentially, without Christ, we're dead. Colossians 2, 13 says, You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful natures was not yet cut away. So it seems that then we are trying to animate, spiritually animate, a dead body because with mankind you know we can prop him up we, we can change his appearance we can constrain him we can even make him like a puppet make him say things we want him to say but it still doesn't make him born again does it it doesn't make him a Christian simply because he looks like one the only time believers are allowed to stand against the government is when the government attempts to stop us from personally worshiping and following Jesus Christ when they cross that civil line into our personal worship, well then that's the time we have to throw down and stand with God. But come on, that's not the situation here in America. The teaching that we are to obey is the teaching that we are to adhere to our civil authorities. And that reality in scripture is undeniable. Hey, not only are we told this, but we are given an overt example by those we find within the pages of scriptures, the, the winners, the, the champions of the ministry. I mean, Paul himself teaches obedience and he lived that obedience. Titus 3.1 says, Remind them to be in subjection to rulers and to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work. Furthermore, we are reminded to diligently pray for our leaders. 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. Paul himself personally suffered under the civil law at the hands of Nero and others, and yet he never raised an army 
He didn't organize a voter registration table that he could put up in the lobby of his church services. And neither did our Savior Jesus at the hands of Pilate. What he told Pilate in John 19, he says, You have no power at all against me unless it was given to you from above. You see, Jesus, he understood what we need to understand, and that is God is in control in all circumstances. But in the realm of personal spiritual liberty, indeed the saints stood strong against the powers that be. In Acts chapter 4, in Acts chapter 5, verse 29, Peter and John found themselves standing against the ruling council over just this kind of issue. Paul says in Galatians 1.10, Am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? Am I striving to please men? For if I were still pleasing men, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. So Paul was teaching some heavy doctrinal issues uh, in this passage. And really, he'd been teaching them over the past 10 chapters. But even as he did that, so often it was Paul's practice to follow up theological lessons with practical application lessons. Because, you know, for Paul, it seemed to only count if faith doctrines were actually put into practice. In truth, this is the way of Scripture. John declares in his gospel that if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Cannot miss the other glaring issue here before we move on, and that is despite such could no doubt be also seen as self-serving. You see, Paul here, he declares that any such authority should be respected, and that can also mean the authority of a pastor. Now, if one wishes to reject civil authority, hey, he still has the option to move to another country, just as one has the option to go to another church. But just as we are not to attempt to circumvent the authority of our civil government, we're also not to do so against our church government either. God has supreme power over every civil authority as well as every spiritual authority. And God has placed that pastor as an authority within that church to deal with the issues of spiritual nature as they pertain to the body of Christ within that fellowship. No, he's not the king. He's not the ruler over anyone's personal life. But he does have a mandate from God to keep the church in purity and to keep that church centered on the pursuits of the kingdom. That's not an option for him, nor is it an option for anyone in terms of honor in the realm of the church towards their pastor. Hey, let's face it, gang. Respect is optional and hopefully earned. But honor? Well, honor is mandated. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit believerstogether.com.